Blog Talk Radio. Because I use I use my Skype line because I can use my headset. You know. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Hold on. Anyway. Uh, um, I'm probably, you know, I got like half of it. Okay, there we go. My gosh, nothing is supposed to be playing. Something, somebody pressed a button and I didn't know about it. it must have been that mouse. Anyway, <laughs> this is Dr. Jeff. I'm serious. He's back. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Jess Armine coming to you from the Center for Bioindividualized Medicine here in southeastern Pennsylvania. And, um, yes, everything's a little screwy. And uh, in case anybody's following me on uh, Facebook, we had uh, the mouse wars and um, we had reached an accord, you know, and the mice were released on Thanksgiving and with extra stuff for the Thanksgiving meal. But one of them has decided to return. So uh, I hope he realizes, as Bugs Bunny would say, this means war. Anyway, <laughs> tonight we have a great show for you on electromagnetic fields, okay, and our returning guest is uh, Mary Cordero, who is a healthy building and, inborn, and indoor environmental consultant since 1989, and is a certified, and I'm going to screw this up, biologist, biologist, all right, help, Mary, help me out with the word. It's biologist. Bow biologist. Why don't they put a hyphen in there if they want me to stop? Okay, great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a German word, and the Germans like, you know, that's it. They just, they're like, you're supposed to understand this. I'm like, okay. Exactly. Uh, Mary helps her clients create safe healing homes and workplaces uh, to facil- facilitate lowering the body burden of pollutants. Uh, most importantly, for, develop- for the developing fetus, small children, and those who are recovering from illnesses. Her clients include new or prospective parents who want their children to start out in a healthy environment, or those who suffer from allergies, asthma, chemical, mold, and electrical sensitivities. Her collaborative approach is unique, synthesizing the, the fields of German bow biology <laughs> and American building science. Okay, uh, Mary's been with us before. She's a, she's absolutely a wealth of information, and um, she's agreed to do a series of. Um, of podcast with us, and uh, she did uh, part one a while back, and um, we talked a little bit about electromagnetic fields, uh, about how the um, what the magnitude of the problem was, um, how come there were no more no there weren't more safety regulations, and why it's important to manage exposure. Um, and at the time, we talked about practical ways of reducing exposure, like from cell phones, tablets, and Wi-Fi's. Okay, and uh, this time. We're going to basically talk about a few more things, but um, remember that if you have questions and you're in the chat room, which is beginning to fill up, okay, just go ahead and type out questions. If you want to call in with a question, it's 646-595-2277, 646-595-2277, and I'll see you over here on the uh, on the queue. So, uh, Mary, welcome back. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us again. Oh, thanks, Dr. Jess. I I love uh, working with you on these shows. It's really fun. Thanks for having me back. Oh, thank you so much again. Uh, I think that um, this time we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, baby monitors and problems and uh, why this is important. Um, Well, we know why it's important that uh, pregnant women and nursing mothers not get expected, uh, not get exposed to electromagnetic fields, lovingly known as EMFs. Okay. But mm, you touched a little bit about baby monitors and problems and, you know, the use of cell phones and so forth. But 
Is there nothing safe? <laughs> you know, um, that's a very good question. From a wireless standpoint, um, not really. Uh, that's why we focus so much on the bedroom and reducing exposure during sleep because it's very tough for most people to really keep themselves as safe as would be ideal uh, using a cell phone and and and, and using Wi-Fi. You know, we're just so, our lives are so wrapped up around wireless devices that it's, it's very tough to do it safely. There are ways to get on the Internet safely. There are ways to stay in touch with people safely. But it's tough for most people to go all the way. I'm happy to talk about what that is. But um, what I mainly do is focus on the bedroom at night because that is doable. So that's that's sort of the short answer, and and then we can go, you know, um, bit by bit. So I can I can describe the safest ways to do things, and then what's most practical for most people. Well, why don't we go about it that way? Because um, I mean, it, I I would dispute with you a little bit, but the other day I left my cell phone at home, and I got up out of my office. <laughs> I had to go home and get my cell phone <laughs> because yeah. so much communication comes through my cell phone. And yeah. I didn't realize how ridiculous it is that yeah. we're tied into this. Um, when I was a kid, there weren't cell phones, there were telephones. And if you wanted to talk to somebody when you were on the road, you'd have to find a, you know, a telephone. Okay. And That's before right. that, we had smoke signals. I mean, somehow <laughs> we kept in touch, you know? Okay. Right. And I'm good with smoke signals. I'm good with semaphore. You know, I'm good with Morse code, that kind of stuff. It's fine. You know, but we're really, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. we're really, no, yeah. I used to have one of those, uh, you know, one of those sets. I mean, I don't remember the Morse code real well and couldn't do it too good, but we were able to do stuff like that. Not anymore. If we can't yeah. have like a media and, and I watch, especially young teenage girls, they, and I don't understand this. Like, guys, they bump into things. Girls, they just kind of march, you know? And they're marching, and they look like, you know, soldiers marching because they're doing it real good. You know, and then they have the cell phone in their hands. And how they don't bump into things or get hit by cars, I don't know. But they're texting, talking to their friend next to them. Their heads are in one place. I think they have extra eyes or something. But Or they must have sensors because they're like, they're not bumping into stuff. They're stopping at the corners and, you know, yet they're still like connected. I mean, the cell phones are like coming out of their hands. You know, it's amazing. But, um, and and it's dangerous. So, you know, moms, we want to know, you know, moms especially want to know what we could do to protect our babies, protect, you know, at least, please go for it. Well, let's just review um, the here's what you can do now um, at the minimum steps. I'll start with um, the cell phone and then I'll go into the to the baby monitor. But this was what we we summed up at the last part of uh, the last EMF show that I did with you. So again, since daytime use of cell phones is um, you know impossible to avoid for most people. At night, what you can start doing right now uh, is to lower your body burden when you're sleeping. That's the most important time to lower your body burden of contaminants so that your nervous system has a chance to discharge and reboot, basically. Um, So those things include, number one, if you have a landline in your home, 
Um, and not, a lot of people don't anymore. But if you do have a landline, then when you're when you get home or at the very least at night, put your cell phone in airplane mode or turn it off. And before that, if you're worried about getting calls, you can forward it to your landline so that your cell phone calls go to your landline. Um, <clears throat> if you don't have a landline, as most people don't, then the best thing to do when you're sleeping is to keep the phone at least 15 feet away from you. Turn the ringer up so if you get a call, you can hear it and you can get up and answer it. But if you keep it closer than that, you will be in a, a range that of uh, level of EMFs that's not healthy even when you're awake, it's not healthy, but it's much worse, of course, when you're sleeping. So regarding the cell phone, those are two things you can do right away, as well as um, if you have the kind of router or modem that can be shut off at night, then turn off the Wi-Fi at night. If you don't have the kind of router that can be easily turned off and on, then get one that can. You can call your provider or you can, um, you know, go to Best Buy or wherever you buy your um, computer equipment and ask for a, wi a router that can be easily shut off and, shut, sh uh, and turned back on without going through a lot of hassle. I have a really simple one. All I have to do is hit a power switch and it shuts everything off. So if you're... Minimizing Wi-Fi exposure and cell phone exposure when you're sleeping, that goes a really long way. Um, and uh, during the day, um, some, some precautions that you could take if you have to keep your phone on, keeping in mind, of course, that you are exposed to high levels whether you're talking or not, so just in standby. But the highest levels, are right on at the phone, and that's the heat effect. That's the super high <laughs> electromagnetic fields that literally heat your body, your eyes, uh, the organ where the cell phone is closest to you. So don't put it on your body. You know, they're actually making bras with little pockets to put the cell phone in, and um, there's, there is some early data to show that there is an actual um, breast cancer happening right where that phone is. Really? And, yes. Young girls. Really? So, mm -hmm. And there's wow. plenty of evidence to show that the sperm rate is affected when guys uh, put their reduce, reduced sperm rates in, in men who have a cell phone in their pocket uh, so keeping it off of your body is very important. I know it's easier for women because they can put it in their bag, but for men, you know, you have to wear a backpack or something to put the phone in, to clip the phone on so you can easily get to it. So that's that's another thing you can do right away that's very, very helpful and really protects you from some pretty dangerous, um, you know, consequences, namely cancer. Uh, wow. The other thing, the other thing you can do is avoid using the phone when the signal is weak, because when the signal is weak, 
the phone has to work really hard. It has to really, you know, use a lot of power. And that means that the radio frequency EMFs are going to be even higher. So in a, you know, high-speed um, traffic, you know, when your car's going really fast, that's when the signal is going to be weak. Or just, you know, when you're not in a, a good area. So try to use it as little as possible um, during that time. And, and lastly, you know, kids really should not be using cell phones and tablets. Uh, if they are, you want to put them in airplane mode. That's the mode that you're putting in when you're on an airplane so you can still use the device. Um, because there are very, very low levels then. But, you know, kids should only use a cell phone if it's an emergency because their bodies are so much more vulnerable. Pound per pound, they're they get much higher exposures than adults do, so um, so those are the things that you can you can start on immediately uh, for you know it, for the most to reduce the most serious effects. Remind me if if you'd be so kind, is it the is it holding? Um, I know there's a lot of uh, people with the Bluetooth that they look like look like something out of Star Trek. They have the Bluetooth thing in their ear, but the, yeah. not the cell phone is not near them. Is the Bluetooth thing that's in your ear just as bad? Well, it's 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 better for one reason and not better for another reason. So I'll, I'll explain that. In the last show, we talked about the difference between ionizing radiation and non-ionizing radiation. You could also call it the thermal effect, the heat effect, or the the non-heat effect. So if you don't have the phone right up to your head to talk on it, if you don't have, if you've just got it in your hand or, you know, maybe hands-free in the car, then you've reduced or eliminated the heat effect. That means the phone is in contact with your head or a part of the body, and it's literally sending radiation into the body part heats it up, and you have a high, higher incidence of brain cancer, breast cancer, lower sperm rate, or so forth. So that's one kind of EMF that you are eliminating with the Bluetooth um, so, or with, uh, with a headset, with a corded headset. So that's, that's good. To eliminate the heat effect is, number one, you definitely want to do that. What it's not doing... And, and in some ways it's worse, is it's doing nothing to reduce the other type of radiation called non-ionizing radiation. So the first one I talked about, which is the heat effect, it's just purely heat. That's it. And it's a higher level on the spectrum of radio frequency. The non-heating radiation or non-ionizing is a lower level of radiation but what they're finding is that non-heat radiation is also very dangerous. And when you have a Bluetooth up to your head, a clipped on your head, uh, you're actually bringing, you've still got very high levels of non-ionizing radiation right at your head. If you have a headset that doesn't have a, a part of the, wire is not an air tube, so you've kind of broken the metal connection. You can still mm -hmm. hear. 
then that headset is even closer to your brain because it's inside your ear. So the non-ionizing radiation is traveling up the wire into the earbud closer to your brain than even if the cell phone is on your head. So that's why ideally the two best things for um, speaking on a cell phone, number one is speaker phone and positioning it uh, away from the body if possible while you're talking. Um, the second would be an air tube headset, air tube, T-U-B-E. And there's lots of different types out there. Um, the one I usually refer people to is on less L-E. Okay. Uh, we kind of lo lost the last few sentences. Okay. It just kind of cut out. Oh, okay, okay. Can you uh, hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. Uh oh! I don't believe this is happening again. This is two weeks in a row. <laughs> oh no! Oh shoot! Still can't hear me. There are you there? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Well, let's see if we can get Mary back. Hopefully, um, hopefully somebody can hear me out there. Um, let's see. Hmm. One more time, we're going to find um, Mary's number. Hold on. And then I am going to call her number and see if we can get her back. Hold on and uh, call this. And Mary, is that you? That's me. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi, Dr. Jess. Can you hear me? Hello. Mm. Oh, we have a okay. bad Okay. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? What is going on me? here? Huh. Hmm. Can you can you hear me? I'm not muted. Hello, hello. Mary, I see that you're on here, but I can't hear a thing. Huh. Let me see. I'll email you. Hmm. Okay, if anybody's out there that um, has my text, can you tell me if you can actually hear me? Or um, I can't tell if um, this is... Okay. Um, I can't hear anything. Let me see what's going on. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? 
Hello? Dr. Jess? Oh, now I can't hear you. Wow. Things are really messed up. Shoot. Huh. Darn. Well, I guess I'll hang up. This is Mary. Can you hear me? Hello, Dr. Jess. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, second. Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello, Dr. Jess. Hello? I'll just stay on and keep talking, I guess. Um, maybe you're trying things while I'm on the phone. Hello, hello, hello. Dr. Jess, can you hear me? Hello. Hi, Dr. Jess, can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Hello, hello, hello. Hmm. Darn. Okay, I guess I'll hang up. I don't know if you can hear me. Bye-bye. 